0: The following episode of Geeks and Beats contains language or subject matter that may be unsuitable for children. Listener discretion is advised. Everybody's here. Sarah, hello?
1: Hi, I can't be late. that would be terrible.
2: God, this is fantastic. You're terribly early. Alan and I usually ramble on at each other for a good uh, 10 minutes. No, no, this is good. Don't, don't, don't dissuade her. After we've, after all these technical problems
3: that we've had over the last couple of weeks, to have everything come together perfectly early? Are you kidding me?
1: Don't. Well, I don't want to miss any of the good stuff. It's all the off-record stuff. That's the gold, right? <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. All right, stand by. Here we
0: go. Here we go. Live from Studio 3B. Now with 1.2 billion subscribers on iTunes, Spotify, and Geocities. This is the world's most popular podcast. With Alan Cross and Michael Haynesworth, Featuring musical guest Sting.
2: Gord Downey's legacy lives on. The Downey Wenjack Fund returns to Roy Thompson Hall for the secret path. And the fund's Sarah Medanic joins us to talk about a very sensitive subject. Plus, we're getting closer to CES 2020, but, uh, of course, we need your help. You are going to help out, though, right? Like, you're going to get us some sponsors? Some you and I are actually going to have to probably throw in a lot, but... Oh, geez. Yeah, know, especially after Christmas.
0: And now, ladies and gentlemen, Alan Cross and Michael Hainsworth.
2: So, dude, I have to tell you, um, this podcast is presently saving me from Ikea hell. What? How? I I got a notification on my Apple Watch, ding-ding, it's time to do the podcast. I have spent the last 48 hours helping my 13-year-old girl turn her little girl room into a big girl room.
3: You went to Ikea, you uh, realized that the stuff you wanted was, in fact, in stock. (laughs) you loaded it up into the SUV, brought it home,
2: and you began to assemble things. Oh, it began 48 hours earlier. She came downstairs with a stack of old books, like Ramona Quimby and all of those little girl books means nothing to me but yeah, okay. I, I know. I, yeah, it's been a long time since you were a little girl. It was a l- <laughs> yes. And she brings all these books down, she says, "I don't want these books anymore." And as she goes back upstairs, I said to my wife, I said, I wonder how long before she asks to repaint her pink on pink on pink bedroom. Now that she's 13, she must be thinking it's time to shed the little girl ways. 60 minutes later, she comes down. Can and paint my room? Mm-hmm. So now her bedroom is white on white on white <laughs> with a splash of gray and then color throughout in the form of artwork. because. She insisted on painting the walls Chantilly lace white. Wait, 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 you already painted it? Yeah, we painted it all Wh- yesterday. When was man. this? That was that was yesterday to, and Jesus. then bright and early this morning because the secret to going to IKEA is literally going at opening time. Yes. After that, it's it's hell on Forget wheels. It. Forget it. Exactly. Which one did you go to? We went to the uh, IKEA Etobicoke, okay. which is complicated by the fact that the Gardner Expressway is now closed for repairs because we only really have two seasons in Canada. Right. We have uh, winter and construction season. Yeah. And we haven't hit winter yet. So uh, we took uh, a, a circuitous route around to get to where we needed to be got there bright and early, loaded up the SUV, as you point out, with absolute crap. This girl got little girl furniture in the form of a fabulous bed and dresser combo that is like real wood. Like this is the kind of thing that you could pass on from generation to generation. Nope, she doesn't want anything to do with it. So we went out and got some press board crap, which I accidentally... Dug a giant gouge across her headboard, moving a piece of metal for the framing of the bed. It's, that happens, yes. Oh, my God. Fortunately, the headboard's reversible, so now the scratch is facing the wall. <laughs> but for a brief moment, my daughter thought that I had totally let her down.
3: Oh. Uh, well, these are things that dads do. Mm, yeah. Uh, and how far are you into the assembly of all the things you purchased?
2: She's like, do you think we'll get it all done tonight? And in the back of my head, I'm like, absolutely not. There's no way all of this is getting done. And, and this is her first experience with you thought you had put it together correctly until you got five steps down the line and realized five steps back, you screwed something up, and now you have to disassemble everything to fix it.
3: Yeah, this is why I now call people to assemble my IKEA furniture when I do. You can do that? Yes, you can. There are people who will do it, and it will save you lots of
2: time, frustration, and skin knuckles. Skin knuckles, and I suppose depending on the makeup of your relationship, it might save your marriage, or in my case, my relationship with my daughter. She's actually been really good about this so far. However, I had to say to her, all right, kid, I got to go record the show. You continue without me Trust me, you can do this And I handed her the Allen key and walked away
3: There are two things that will destroy a marriage Assembling Ikea furniture and hanging a ceiling fan Find somebody else to do both
2: I broke her ceiling fan While dismantling it (laughs) So we could paint the ceiling Uh And went to the Lowe's And found an exact replacement So fortunately, I will not have to totally dismantle Her old fan to put the new fan up You think so? Yeah, well, it's a good
3: point. <laughs> Ceiling fans are the death of many a relationship. Secret Path is something that Gord Downey was doing before he died, and it tells the story of Cheney Winjack, uh, a boy who was taken from his home in northwestern Ontario, put into a residential school in Kenora, and in, I think it was 1966, decided that he was going to escape and go home to his, his family.
2: Oh, this is the boy who didn't realize that the family was 600 kilometers away. Right, and he died on the way there. He froze to death. And this has become
3: emblematic of the residential schools problem and and the, the, the travesty of the whole thing in Canada. And before Gord died, he did this album and graphic novel um, all about Cheney, trying to draw attention to this terrible situation in our history, uh, which will hopefully lead to some sort of reconciliation. And will also draw attention to those who have survived the residential uh, school situation and to do something about it.
2: This Saturday, October 19th, there at Roy Thompson Hall will be the secret path week, as I understand. At geeksandbeast.com, Amber Healy has put together an extensive piece to explain everything associated with the secret path. It's really serendipitous that we're talking about this because earlier this week, I was... um, using my, my Apple Music, and I've got a, a playlist that I use when I need to be kicked up a notch, when, when I need to, to put that swagger back in my stride, and the name of the playlist is Cock of a Walk. <laughs> Can I just say one thing? Yeah, hey, baby, just say it. <laughs> I'm staring here, staring at rock legend Bruce Dickinson. The cock and the walk, baby. And if Bruce Dickinson wants more cowbell, we should probably give him more cowbell. Say, it, babe. <sighs> and you made this one? And I made I made a playlist called Cock of the Walk, uh-huh. which was designed for, for like high-energy, uplifting stuff. And one of the tracks was, was a Gord Downey track from, from The Tragically Hip in view. But the funniest thing for me is that when I tap my left Apple AirPod and I tell... Siri to play the cock of the walk playlist, she self-censors the word cock. (laughs) Hey Siri, play Cock of the Walk playlist.
0: Playlist of the Walk Now Playing Woo.
3: Bad boy step town. Town. Ask for me how I'm rolling now Wait the bass, uh, We with the people who came to see We came to break it down Cut the lights, cue the sound, see the bodies hit the ground Them big girls be texting, They
0: wanna win my statsin' They call me futuristic, they think I'm Mr. Jetson. Uh
3: follows to all but for
2: though this is a phrase that is completely legit, and it is in no way sexual.
3: I understand. I understand. Uh, Siri, however, does know best.
2: (laughs) Indeed. Joining us now for insight into the Downey Wenjack Fund and the big event coming up, Sarah Madanik joins us now. Sarah, you've got your hands full over the course of the next week. Thank you very much for joining us, by the way. Uh,
1: Thanks so much for inviting me today. And I would say... uh, The handful extends just past Secret Path Week, and the big concert we're hosting at Roy Thompson Hall this Saturday, Secret Path Live, which is a return to um, Gord and the Secret Path Band's performances in 2016, Uh, but to the work that we do at the Gord Downey and Chan Yuan Jack Fund every single day. It's a responsibility and a privilege we don't take lightly.
3: Let's talk about that responsibility and privilege. What exactly is your mandate and what do you hope to accomplish?
1: Absolutely. So we were really inspired um, by Chani's story and Gord's telling of Chani's story and his call to action to build a better Canada. We really, um, the work we do at Downey Wenjack aims to build cultural understanding and create a path towards reconciliation between Indigenous and non-Indigenous Canadians.
3: So how does the Win Winjack fund, or Chani, I guess? Is it Cheney or Channy?
1: It's Chani. We say Chani. I mean, there's a lot of um, conversations about, you know, the right pronunciation and, you know, the fact that at the residential school he was called Charlie and his sisters also sometimes still refer to him as Charlie. Uh, I think what's really important for us and our work at the fund is to just recognize that Chani's story is one of hundreds of thousands of other children that experienced the residential school system. And his story is one of many and is an artistic interpretation of a shared collective experience that really hurt this country.
3: So how is his story? And your attempts to educate the public at large about what happened with Cheney and the, Chanie and the, sorry, and the residential schools uh, travesty. Uh, how does this, how are you working towards reconciliation with this?
1: Uh, we really are working towards reconciliation by inviting all Canadians into the conversation by building awareness and education. Uh, so many Canadians grew up without even learning about the residential school system. And even today, um, you know, education bodies have said, you know, we need to re- reform curriculum and include this as a part of that, but that takes time. And this is something that's really important and relevant today. And I mean, the last residential school closed in 1996. That's not that long ago. And that something that's really relevant for all of us today. Wait, wait, wait hang on, 19,
3: 1996, this was going on? Okay, see, now I'm being educated. 1996 was the last, where was that school?
1: Ooh, don't quote me on this. I believe it was in Saskatchewan.
3: Wow, see, I'm old, I'm just old enough to remember the residential schools uh, in Northwestern Ontario because my grandparents were on the Manitoba side of the border, not too far from, from Kenora. Uh, and I do remember the residential schools, and um, at that time there was a general sort of uh, sense that yeah, this was the way to go—to to take the Indian out of the child and and create this this much more assimilated person and the only way to do that was to was was by force through these schools.
2: And only half uh, of the, the horror of it is that. The other half is the the number of children that died in these residential schools. Well, they were they were awful places. In 150 years that we had them, as I understand it, there was a report that indicated it was as many as 6000 children. Is that accurate? That is accurate. 150,000 children under the care of residential schools under the Canadian government.
1: 150,000 children attended residential schools, yes.
2: And about 6,000 of those died.
1: And I mean, that's what's documented. Uh, The National Centre for Truth and Reconciliation is still doing work today um, to really get a better idea of what the accurate numbers are. Because there was so many unmarked graves. There was no records kept.
2: This is going to sound trite, but help me with the the PR component of this from your side of things. I I can't imagine many Canadians want to hear about this in the first place. It's It's difficult just to get your foot in the door of someone's brain to help us understand because we as Canadians in the world generally have considered ourselves to be pretty good people. And we're not like the Americans. We're not like some of the Europeans. We're unique. But at the same time, we have our own shame. How do you ensure, how how do you get that thought into the head of someone in the first place?
1: Well, I think that's the really beautiful gift about The Secret Path Works, and that's the album and the graphic novel and the film, is that it really shares the story without assigning shame or blame. So it can open up that conversation to hold space to hear the voices of survivors of residential schools and indigenous, you know, voices that have really lived this experience. And I mean, it's really relevant to our society today because arguably the intergenerational trauma as a result of residential schools has led to the overrepresentation of indigenous people in both child welfare and justice systems
3: what kind of progress has been made i mean the the story of 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 Chani has only been in the public consciousness for the last
2: two or three years
3: uh, well three three maybe four years um with the word gord did before he died so where where are we now how how have things progressed how what what, what sort of progress have you made well,
1: for example i've been invited on the podcast today to be able to have this conversation with you. This literally was not happening five years ago. And, you know, there's lots of indigenous organizations that have been doing incredible work around reconciliation and about sharing the true history of the residential school system. But it's only, you know, in the last few years that Canadians are open to learning more. It's that awareness and education piece that's so important. And, you know, It's not something that can be fixed overnight. And it's by being able to lean into the hard conversations that we can truly start to make progress on what reconciliation even means.
2: And and to Alan's point as well, I suppose part of that is the concert. You've got musicians from the Bare Naked Ladies, Broken Social Scenes, Sky Diggers, The Stills, and others who are coming together to try to draw in the rest of Canada to understand what, what this was all about?
1: Absolutely, and we've got incredible artists, um, you know, that are are trying to step into Gord's shoes, like Buffy Saint Marie and Tanya Tagaq and William Prince and July Talk and Whitehorse, and I mean the list goes on. Sam Roberts, we have just the most incredible lineup of Indigenous and non-Indigenous artists that are really championing this work and championing the work that we do in our Legacy Schools program and visiting classrooms and opening up conversations about what reconciliation means to them and, you know, leading in to the opportunity to share this strength and beauty of Indigenous culture.
2: You go to schools. That's of, of great interest to me with, with a, a young daughter in, in school. What kind of reaction do you get from the children? Do you get a sense that they they can see that if life had just been a little bit different from them, from the way it turned out for them, that they could have been in a residential school themselves.
1: The concept of being taken from your home and taken from your parents and not being able to go back is something that resonates with children of all ages. And the work that's being done in the classrooms is incredible. It's truly amazing to just see how quickly kids get it it's it's not it's not a you know policy issue it's not a government issue it's a morality and human rights issue and i think that learning and that understanding you know and internalizing that within your identity as a canadian from the young age is what will truly make a difference and improve the relationship between indigenous and non-indigenous canadians for years to come
3: this, this is a, could very well be a generational thing because for, for years and years and years and generations and generations and generations, this conversation didn't really go too many places. But now you get the feeling, you know, millennials and those younger than them uh, with, their, with their woke state of mind, they're the ones who are going to push the ball down the field. They're the ones that are actually going to see reconciliation reach, you know, meaningful levels in their
1: lifetimes. Well, Senator Murray Sinclair said, you know, it's education that got us into this mess and it's education that'll get us out. And I think there's a lot of merit to that statement. And, you know, the power is with the youth to create that positive change.
2: Sarah Medanek is the president and CEO of the Downey Windjack Fund. She joined us from Toronto.
1: Fantastic. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. And I hope to see you on Saturday at Spirit Path Live at Roy Thompson Hall.
0: Rate and review the big show on iTunes and Stitcher. We're not above bribing you either. The craziest review could win you free crap from the Geeks and Beats Swag Store. $2.50 for a All
2: right, time now for a Geeks and Beats update.
3: Yes, the first thing we're going to update is uh, my kidneys. Oh, God, uh, do we have to talk? <laughs> yes, because we are coming to the end of the uh, the whole stent issue. Uh, on Tuesday morning, somewhere around 9 o'clock, I will have both of my stents removed, which means I will be plastic-free on the inside for the first time since
2: March. So the day this show airs, the day before, either you've gotten the plastic straws removed from your kidneys and through your hoo-hoo. Yes. Or... You're dead, and we're mourning the loss of Alan Cross.
3: Uh, that could be. There is a third option, and that is: Hmm, we still need to put stents in there, so we're going to put some fresh ones in. I hope that's not the case, Ooh. because I have been I've been living like Gumby since since March with these
2: things. What does that mean? You've never had a Gumby doll? Oh, oh, where like if you bend over, you can't bend back.
1: Drop dead, you bastard! There's only one Gumby, all right, and that's me. Okay, I'm Gumby. That's
3: me. Yeah. Well, no, you've got the 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 wires that go up and down your, oh, your limbs. Oh, okay, sure, sure. Yeah, sure. that's me. I've been living like Gumby since uh, since March, and and fortunately, I think everything's going to be fine. Uh, I'm going to get these things out on on Tuesday morning, yesterday, as if you're listening to this program on Wednesday, and um, the bad news is that I, I will be awake for the whole thing.
2: Yeah, it's it's. I suspect you're not going to feel any pain, but it's it's gonna be weird like when well, i when I, I had the big snip and they had to go rooting through um the jewel uh, box looking uh, for the necessary plumbing to snip yeah uh, um it didn't hurt but it was the strangest sensation for like what are do you doing down there yeah for a part of your body that you spent your entire life protecting it was very weird to experience it but it didn't actually hurt this is a weird
3: sensation because again you're drawing a 26 centimeter straw out of your your
2: body your urethra uh urethra ureter and the kidney yes and bladder don't forget wow you are turning into quite the biologist as a result of this whole experience yeah, you? Aren't go you? right through the prostate so yeah it's nuts awesome so um let's let's be straight about this let's let's flat out ask this because i can imagine at some point i may be in your shoes that maybe a listener or two is already in your shoes if a 26 inch piece of centimeter centimeter, centimeter. inch (laughs) at least 26 (laughs) inches holy crap (laughs) if a 26 centimeter um piece of plastic needs to come out through your penis yes does this have any short-term long-term effect on your function no it does not there is there is
3: pain there is pain and discomfort but that goes away after about uh,
2: two days okay so it's it's just the the feeling of having the the plastic run through that part of your body that's accustomed to liquid not solid
3: that's that's exactly it it's and i have two stents that both have to come out the same exit
2: and 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 would your wife concur that your um male function remains intact talk to me next week (laughs) y'all still want me to come with you at GeeksandBeats.com, we want to say thank you to Scott Coates. He abandoned us on Patreon with his $2 regular donation and switched to PayPal.
3: Oh, good. I was about to call him on the Yes.
2: No, no. Scott, by the way, you may recall, donated 100 dollars to the big show to get us the CES. That's right, yes, he did. And so we sent him off a Geeks and Beats miracle travel mug of travel courtesy of our patron in residence, Victor Bigio. If you too want to help get us to CES 2020, because we're still only halfway to our goal, well, what you can do is go to geeksandbeats.com, click the uh, little button right at the top of the page, and that'll get you to the GoFundMe campaign, which is only half of the thing. About We're about halfway through, but if you look at the Patreon page, it hasn't moved in like a month.
3: Mm. I did have a conversation with a potential sponsor this past week. Uh, They may or may not kick in some money, uh, but they will give us some gear to give away.
2: Yeah, I'm starting to feel like that's them getting the better of us. Because we're going to talk about them, give away some gear, yet... um, yeah. Well, listen, maybe we can
3: monetize... No, 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 we can monetize the gear that we give away.
2: Maybe what we do is um, you can only... Win the gear in a raffle, kind of like a digital raffle sort of thing. Yeah. If you are a member of the GoFundMe campaign. Exactly. We'll figure out a way to do Cause it. Because I'll tell you this. Um, it's an incentive. Uh, he, while I was at the IKEA, as I was telling you, I also picked up uh, a new tabletop so that I can do unboxing videos. Really. I know. I gotta turn into that guy. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Hang on. I, I I'm right here in the studio, and then we pull it out of the bag. This is the Broski Letty noise-canceling headphones um, with 20 hours of playtime, a built-in microphone, foldable and adjustable, and a charging cable. I'm only reading the box because I haven't unboxed it yet. But what we'll do is... Where did you get this from? The company just fired me off an email saying, hey, would you like to review these on the big show? I said, here's what we'll do. I'll do one of those big fancy unboxings and a review, and you send me a second unit, and we'll ship that off to someone who donates to the GoFundMe campaign. So for every dollar you donate to get us to CES 2020, that's a raffle ticket in a digital draw, and we'll just put it in the virtual bin, spin the machine, and come up with a winner based upon the number of tickets that helped get us to CES. Everybody
3: needs at least one pair of noise-canceling headphones. You don't realize it until you get onto a pl- on a plane and you've got a fairly long flight and you want to sleep. Trust me, noise-canceling headphones are a
2: wonderful thing. This claims that it has Bluetooth 4.1 with AAC codecs. Did you can you put codecs in headphones? I thought that was just a computer thing. I don't know. Huh. What would you use a AAC codec for in a headphone. I don't know. So I guess we'll unbox it now that I've been to Ikea and I'm halfway through putting my kid's bedroom back together. Uh, We'll do the unboxing and we'll give us a whole fresh pair of these brosky Letty noise canceling headphones away to someone on the big show. But as I say, you have to be a GoFundMe campaign supporter. So even if it's, you know, 10 bucks, just something to help get us to the Consumer Electronics Show in Las Vegas in January of 2020. Yeah, you're buying a raffle ticket for 10 bucks or whatever it is. Exactly. Now, they have an Indiegogo campaign that ends on the Thursday, the 17th of October. So if you go there and you participate, you get the big benefit of doing so. After that, it'll be on the Indiegogo Direct. The company tells me that uh, the price is half the cost of the name brands because they're cutting out the middleman. In addition to noise canceling, they say it's got a crystal clear mid-range and deep bass resonance and soft vegan leather... I don't know exactly what that means, that they say is comfortable for long trips. In the meantime, I went to the Amazon a big shot show-off of the new Amazon Fire Cube. Oh, was that this past week? This was this past week. They gave me one. I haven't checked it out yet. The The... The rule was, we'll let you play with it. We'll let you have one, but you can't tell anybody about it until October 10th. That's come and gone, but it's only because I didn't make it to Ikea to get the damn table I need for the unboxing. Okay, wait a second. Back up. So what is this thing? It's it's an Amazon Alexa-based device. Oh, I just triggered my Alexa. Cancel. And it has infrared control, so you can tell it what kind of TV and stereo system you've got, and then you just walk into your room and you say, turn on the TV and it'll turn on the TV. And then because it's kind of like an Apple TV, but from, Am- from Amazon, it has your Netflix and all the others and the Amazon Prime, of course, the Prime video. So you just say, watch this particular TV show and it'll fire it all up for you. So it's this little cube, about the size of a Rubik's Cube, by the way. It feels like they did that intentionally. It's about the same size as a Rubik's Cube. It's gloriously black and sleek, and it sits right there next to your TV, and it just blasts out the IR to control all of your systems. And that's that. Okay, you let me know how it works because I might want to use this for the bedroom. Because Quite frankly, that was the big reason why I went down to the big Amazon show-off was to get one of these things because the missing piece in my smart home, my, my Amazon-based smart home system, oh, I triggered it again, is that I don't have a way to control the television. So I can come down the stairs into the family room and say, Family room forty four percent. And boom, family room goes up forty-four percent. Now my wife's just sitting in the dimly lit room. <laughs> <laughs> but and I see it just did it. But it won't control the TV. So this now controls the TV. Okay. And it was like $149. Bucks. So I'm gonna take the um uh, that's currently in the room out, put it somewhere else. I have almost every single room in my house wired up with a light because they stop it because they changed the wake word, they added an additional wake word. In addition to saying Amazon or Elect you could say computer, just like Star Trek. Hmm. So I outfitted the entire house with this as computer, turn on the lights. But the problem is, is the word computer shows up in your day-to-day life. A lot. All the time. Yeah. Yeah. So we would just be having a conversation at dinner and I would throw some sort of reference to, oh yeah, the computer upstairs is in trouble. And suddenly the house would start going, ba-boom. So we had to switch it back to the, the default one. And actually it's kind of okay because, you know, it feels like you've got a butler, like, like an assistant for real. Yeah. I'm looking at it right now. It does look pretty cool. It, it's a lot smaller than it looks on the website. Yeah, I, I, I
3: it, because it does look fairly large sitting on this table that I'm, I'm in at a uh, no. in gadget
2: website. Like I said, it's it's a it's smaller than a well, it's about the size, maybe a little smaller than a Rubik's cube. Hmm. Okay. Cool. So I'm going to check that out with the unboxing as well. If I ever get my daughter's freaking bedroom built, (laughs) we want to also say uh, thank you to Ryan Phillips, who deleted his $1 a month donation. We're hoping he jumped into the PayPal uh, service as well. And Joe G, too. So if you are um, trying to help support the show, there are multiple ways to do it. You can do it via the Patreon. But if you don't want to set up a Patreon account or you want to switch to something else, PayPal is an alternative way to go. We currently have $998.51 Canadian in that account, which is going to help get us a CES.
3: All right. Well, uh, fingers crossed. Uh, we are booked. We have to go. Uh, we just have to pay for it now.
2: Exactly. Presently, we're sleeping under a bridge, but at least we're going to be present.
3: and yeah, we'll be fine. We'll be okay.
2: Yeah. Now we got to go help my daughter finish building a bedroom. (laughs) Yeah.
3: Best of luck with that. I'm glad you're having a very, very good long weekend.
2: Oh, it's such a bonding opportunity. (laughs) Yeah. Try to watch your language. Are you kidding me? My wife swears like a sailor. That ship has sailed, my friend. Uh, Yes, that's true.
0: Catch all new episodes of Geeks and Beats Wednesdays on iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play, or stream us live at geeksandbeats.com. Support the show on Patreon and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Instagram for a daily dose of the world's most popular podcast with Alan Cross and Michael Hainsworth. The Geeks and Beats podcast would like to thank the National Science Foundation.